We'll start with the nugget this morning. Compromise. We'll write the story. Compromise will write the story of your future regrets. Again, compromise will write the story of your future regrets. And that is not to, not to be happy when you compromise. Okay, Father, we thank you, Lord, as we look to your word. We thank you, Lord, that you give us insight, Father God. And we thank you, Lord, for that insight, Father God, that it will aid us, Father God, in our maturity. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Have you ever been lost? I mean, I've been lost before. Going down some streets and all that type of stuff. You've never been in a city before. You're going all over and you think you know the way and you find out you're in a dead alley with a trailer behind you and a car behind the trailer. Um, that was a good one when we went to uh, Oklahoma. But anyway, we, have you ever been lost? Then you know the concerns you have, uh, the confusion and the panic uh, in such situations. <laughs> I mean, how am I going to get out of this? You know? uh, now think of what a difference it would have been if you had a map or a compass. Or, and today you, you have a GPS unit. Um, as individuals, we need to seek wisdom to check out our personal lives and see if we're living by the clock or the compass. Okay. A clock and compass are two incredible instruments that we have in today. A clock is a complex instrument that measures the passing of time. It tells us what time it is. It tells us immediately our presence. But basically, that's all it tells us. It does not predict how much time we have left. It does not give us time that we cannot create. It just measures time. That's your watch or your clock. Our society, in our society, the clock is an instrument of stress. Right? It reminds you of how much time has passed. It cannot predict how much uh, time you have left because it cannot predict interruptions that will occur. Our society is controlled by clocks because it wakes you up in the morning. Or some of us, anyway. <laughs> how fast we live our lives. Boy, I've got to get there before this such and such a time. Uh, how hard we push ourselves. It's late, I've got to move. You know? How long our day is. The clock is there. It drives us. It indicates our schedule or dictates our schedule as to our alt alternatives and our priorities. Boy, when you're late, you change your priorities. You know, I've got, you know, I'll skip that, I'll do this. I'll move that aside, I've got to get here. So the clock, it tells us, but it just tells us what's going on. Um, what time is it? Um, is more likely to be an anxious question. Oh, I've got, you know, it's, it's that time I've got to leave, you know, or, you know, I've got a little time. Uh, it's uh, a question, usually not of uh, curiosity. Now, the compass. I was going to bring my compass this morning. I didn't. I forgot about it. 
A compass is, very, is a very simple instrument. It always points north. Okay? Its only purpose is to provide direction. Amen. By always pointing north, the compass enables us to establish a sense of direction. A compass is an invaluable instrument when we need direction. It can always help us establish a course, a direction that we can trust, even if we don't know where we are. Okay, I don't know where I'm at, but this says north, so at least i got an idea what's, what's going on. Um, because of a compass provides certain, uh, provides certain certainty, at times it's an instrument uh, that gives us assurance and comfort. I'm going the right direction, you know, so forth. When we are trying to find our way through life's journey, though, God has given us a spiritual map and a compass to guide our life. The Holy Scriptures reveal the mind and the will of God. It not only contains the Word of God, but the Word of God. The Bible has a compass and is a map. It's not a clock. It never changes, where the time changes, okay? The, basic, uh, the Bible's basic principle is always to point you in a direction towards God. I mean, you, you read uh, your Bible, and it's always pointing to God. Uh, one essential responsibility of all people of all ages has been the same. Find God and move towards him. Even in the cults, they said, we've got to find God and we'll move towards him. We've got to do this for him and so forth. So um, that's the responsibility of all people. Find God and move towards him. Um, since, let's go to the book of Job, chapter 23. In Job chapter 23, here's what uh, Job says. Job chapter 23, looking at verse 12. Neither have I gone back from the commandments of, of his lips. I have esteemed his words of his mouth more than my necessity for food. So Job says, we need the word. It's a map, in other words. Um, he treasured God's word more than food. Because when you have God's word, he's going to provide for you. Just like we just sang. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, our provider. Amen? So Job understood that. And we need to understand that also. All right. We're about done. I made this short today. So, <laughs> in Jeremiah chapter 15, finding Jeremiah chapter 15, Jeremiah says in Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16, Jeremiah 15, 16, Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. Hallelujah. Called by his name. You need to eat the word. 
receive the word constantly. It gives us information. It's the map. Matthew chapter 4. In Matthew chapter 4. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 4, looking at verse 4, Jesus speaking, he says, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The word is necessary. It's a map. And it is a compass, as we're going to find out. We need this word. We can't do without. I mean, if, you, if none of us... Ate, our, uh, ate food for a week or two, I think uh, you know what we look like. Anemic, maybe even dead. <laughs> Glory to God. We need to have the word. You cannot be anemic also. So let's turn to Joshua chapter 24. In Joshua chapter 24. And we'll read the whole verse. That's Joshua 24, verse 15. Joshua is speaking. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We need to follow the word. The word of God will serve the Lord. That means you have the word constantly. It's a map. It gives you direction. It's a compass. Glory to God. The word has excitement. Oh, man, i got to read that word. It looks... got to read... Leviticus and all those things and numbers and all those numbers and all those cra crazy names. And, I mean, but the word is excitement. It has zeal. Boy, if you start really getting into God's word, it, it's got some fascinating, fascinating things. It has passion. It has positive emotions. Amen. Glory to God. They press us forward to pursue God's Word. As you read God's Word, you find out more about it. This is getting good. It's talking about me. This is what God expects of me. This is what He has anointed me for. This is what He put me on earth for. We need to find out what we are and who we are and how we can do it better. Amen. Amen. The Word exhorts us to be zealous and enthusiastic as we serve the Lord. Serve the Lord with Gladness. Let us rejoice. Let the redeemed say so. We, we need to have be more vocal in our worshiping God. We need to be more vocal when we are speaking to others about God. Oh, yeah, I... I go church twice a week. And I do pray at every meal. That's really going to impress somebody. How many have you impressed this week? Okay, don't answer the question. Good emotions come from good decisions. 
and good thoughts, letting those feelings dictate the course of your day. What, what feelings? I am redeemed, I shall say so. I have been more, made more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am the head, not the tail. What I put my hand to shall prosper. These are great things. It, that should shake the foundation. If you don't have a good foundation, it, you should build your foundation upon these things. When you have that type of foundation, the world situation is not going to rock you. It's not going to bother you because you know who you are, what you're capable, what God is capable of doing for you. You can run through a wall, jump over a troop, or run through a wall and jump over uh, whatever it was, is. You can do it. You look at some of the men in the Word of God. One individual killed 800 men over a hill of beans. A hill of beans. A plot of beans. Because they were coming after what he had. He says, you can't have it. God gave it to me. So he fought, and he won. What are you willing to fight for that God has given you? Or are you going to let the devil take it all? God's given us his word. It's a map to show us where to go, how to accomplish things. Amen. Believing God's word produces great results. Daniel says, Those that believe in God shall do great and mighty exploits. We need to do some exploits. We need to come alive to God's word. He, he has told us we can do things. And we're just saying, okay, God, do it, good, do it. He says, I'm your partner. I've enabled you to do this thing. I've given you two hands, two feet, a mouth to speak, a heart to love. We need to work, work it out. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Psalms 119. In Psalms 119. We can go to a, a verse that a lot of us know. Psalms 119. Verse 105. Psalms 119. Verse 105. The, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word keeps one alive. It supports your faith. It's a treasure and a joy in the pathway of life. That's what the word is. The word is, remar is a remarkable roadmap for all believers to follow and to rely upon. You can rely upon God's word because it does not change. Amen. Glory to God. 
Well, since we're in Psalms 119, let's drop back a few uh, verses, back to verse 41. That's Psalms 119, verse 41. Verse 41, Psalms 19, verse 41. Let thy mercies come also upon me. Glory to God. That's wonderful. Let thy mercies come upon me. O Lord, even thy salvation according to thy word. Glory to God. Salvation according to your word. That This should energize our life. You should be like the energized bunny. Never, never giving up. Energizing a life. It produces dignity when you find out who you are. And the blessings that you have. The word is a source of perfection. And it draws you closer into fellowship with God as you fall through, through the paths of life. Because it's a map. Um, I think as, as kids we've all maybe played pirates or something. and Maybe some of you girls didn't, but I mean, <laughs> pirates, you know, you, you buried a treasure and you made a map up. First you, you buried your treasure, then you walked away. You said five steps this way, that way. You didn't go the other way. And then you had a map, and you said, okay, now I'm going to find the treasure, and you'd retrace your steps because you have a map. Well, God has given us a map to the treasure, to the treasures of a life. And until you open that map, you're not going to know where your treasure is. So we need to find out what the Word says because it's a map to our treasures. Amen. Glory to God. Let's see. Uh, such verses as this we have just read. Such verses nurture the believer as they fix their focus on a living God. These provide, the scriptures provide you, the believer, a sense of direction, glory to God, and security when walking with God. He said, I'll never leave you for, nor forsake you. And how many times have uh, we forgotten that and, and, and ran, ran scared, became confused. Well, I'm lost. Where, where are you, God? If we're going back to the, the illustration I used. Forgotten. God's with us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. So, hey, you're not alone. You're not lost. You just got to call upon him. Amen? John chapter 14. The book of John. Chapter 14. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to break the record this today. John 14, verse 6. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, John 14, 6. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Glory to God. This is a divine statement of authority. And it can be trusted and rely upon, relied upon. Jesus is the way, the truth. Glory to God. Oh, glory. The Bible... And God's Holy Spirit are 
The Bible's the map, and the Holy Spirit is the compass. Remember, we talked about a compass. It always points you in the right direction. You take your compass, and you move. I could, I could stand looking south, and the needle would always point north. And if I uh, look west, the, the needle's always going to look point to the north. So this is what, what the Holy Spirit is. He points us in the direction that we need to go. The map tells us how to do it, but then the, you need the directions from the Holy Spirit help to get around, okay? Again, the Bible and God's Holy Spirit are like the map and compass. The Bible is our map. The Apostle Paul, let's go to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy, glory to God, 2 Timothy chapter 3. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, Paul um, assures Timothy that the scripture, all scripture, uh, lays out a route or, or, or of sound doctrine and righteousness. Look at verse 16. That's 2 Timothy chapter 3, 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, and correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Glory to God. So the word of God is there. It's the perfect map that we should follow. Amen. Now, we look at the compass. The compass is, uh, that we need is the work of the Holy Spirit. Let's go to John chapter 16. In John chapter 16, John chapter 16, verse 13. It's John chapter 16, verse 13. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear. That shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. There's that compass. You have the map. And then the whole, when you call upon the Holy Spirit, he'll give you the, the proper direction how to follow that map. Because you need the proper directions. Okay, Not that, not that the map is uh, wrong, but the map is there, but it, sometimes you need the, the directions on the map. Anytime you watch the pirate movies, or anybody that has a map, um, map, you take a map of California or a map of uh, the city, and always in one corner they'll have a map uh, at the top of the map, a compass point showing you what's, where's north, according to that, and then you can be able to figure out what's going on in your city, where, what part of the city you are looking for, because you get turned around. When I drive up to uh, Aurora Grande, I get mixed up up there real bad for some reason. I'm looking. I know what I'm. I, I know where I'm going, the place that I need to go. But I get messed up because of the direction. My my mind thinks differently. We're going north, and it feels like I need to turn south to get to the street, but it's on the north side of the town. It, it just messed up. I'm, anybody ever get that way? I mean, you get there and you're driving there. 
it's not, this is not the place. It's back that way because, you know, your mind doesn't uh, function that way. See it that way. The same thing with if you're a pilot. You have to follow, if you get into the clouds, they say you need to follow your instructions according to your instrument panel because you could get messed up and you could be going down instead of flying straight. You know what I'm saying? Level. A lot of uh, people have messed up that way because they didn't have, they weren't instrument rated and they went up in the, went up and it got foggy or something or cloudy and they lost, they lose their complete uh, sense of uh, logic up there. We need the, we need the word of God. It gives us where we need to go, but we need the, the compass to direct us. And that's who he, the Holy Spirit is. He's the comfort, uh, the director. Okay, let's go to first, first Corinthians chapter two. That's first Corinthians chapter two. Again, we're, we're talking about the compass of the Holy Spirit. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 2, looking at verse 13. Which things we also speak not of words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches. Comparing spiritual things with, with the spiritual. But the, well, let's go on to verse 14. But the natural man receives not the things of, of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know him them, because they are spiritually discerned. So we need the Holy Spirit to give us direction, aid us in our understanding of the Word of God. Amen? Glory to God. Uh, second, let's go to 2 Corinthians this time, and we want to go to the 13th chapter. That's 2 Corinthians, this time the 13th chapter. And verse 14, that's first Corinthians, uh, Second Corinthians 13, verse 14, or the last one. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. We need the Holy Spirit. He's our compass as we uh, look in life. Okay. Galatians chapter 4, well, not Galatians, but Ephesians chapter 4. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 4. This is a word of warning. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of, of redemption. Don't, we can grieve the Holy Spirit. It's like throwing your compass away. Don't grieve him. Amen. Oh, let's see what else we got. Okay. And find the book of Jude right, right before Revelation. That's Jude. There's only one chapter, so Jude 1. Looking at verse 20. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So we need the Holy Ghost, our compass, our guide in our life. Glory to God. Um, 
Again, the compass is the work of the Holy Spirit. It point, it's points to the work of, of uh, Jesus, his manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, and perseverance. Um, this is why we need the Holy Spirit. Um, Jesus is the compass needle. Now, the Holy Spirit is the compass, but the compass needle that points is, is, uh, is Jesus, and he points without fail all the time in God's direction. When we have no sense of direction in our life, we are and are confused and disoriented. Uh, and, not, and we don't know what, where we're going. We need to get, get out the map, get out your word and call upon the Holy Spirit and focus on the things that he's called us to do and we, don't, we don't, will not feel lost. Amen. So, the question is, close, the question is your personal life ruled by a clock? Or are you guided by, by the Bible and the compass or the map and the compass? Is your family relationships and interactions controlled by the clock? Or a map and a compass? Is your personal behavior controlled by a clock? or a map and compass by the, by the Word and the, and the Spirit. At work, are you controlled by the clock? Or the Word of God and the Holy Spirit? Now, there's a time to beware. Or beware of time. A clock runs down and runs out. Maps and compasses are always steady. Okay. When we meet God, when we will meet God, there will be no longer a clock. Time will be no more. Yet the map and compass will always be there. The word is established. It says, forever thy word established. So the map is always there, and the Holy Spirit's always, always there. So the map and compass are always going to be with us, but time will no longer be with us, okay? Does your life have a course of direction that points to God every day in every situation? Are you following the directions of the map and the compass? Are you being led by the clock? What was that? Uh, Alice in Wonderland. Remember Alice? Running back. He had that crazy bunny. He was always taking out his what watch and looking at looking at the time. He says, "I'm late. I'm late." What are what are we governed by? A clock? Time? I mean, you know, time is essential, but it's time is gonna be. It's like a vapor. It's, goes. Our life is like a vapor. It goes. With God's word as your map and his spirit as your compass, you'll always be sure to be on course. Amen. I told you, I beat, I beat it out again. Okay. What, what we're going to do, 
we're just going to put a receptacle in the back. We'll just put our ties back there in that way. We won't have to this way. So, anybody needing prayer? Okay, Mike.